just incredible. Two, two, DJ Sour Milk. One, one, liftoff. We have a liftoff. Yeah. Power 106, yeah. liftoff show every uh-huh. night, just incredible. Sour milk. Guy to my right doesn't need much of an introduction, man. We are yeah. so honored to have Common on the show with us, man. Peace, what's up with y'all brothers, Kyle. man? Great Bro. to see y'all, man. Bro. Great to, see to be you. here. Bro. Yes. Yes. We've been, uh, we've been looking forward to, to tonight for a minute, man. Thank you for being here. Dude, thank you guys, man. Thank you all for having me on, and like I'm honored... To be here, man, for real. Uh, so, so Thank you you you, you, yeah. you took over the 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 music world. You took over the you know TV and film world. Now into <laughs> books, hit yeah. author. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I um, I feel like man, like expressing myself through different art forms uh-huh. is if I if I'm passionate about it, I just do it. I, I don't I don't look at myself and think. That there's any limitations if it's something that I care about yeah. and something that I feel in my spirit. Um, writing, writing a book for me was I love writing uh, and I love reading too. To be honest, and books have always, you know, the autobiography of Malcolm X, The Alchemist. These books mm-hmm. shape help shape my life. This book called Return to Love by um, Marion Williamson. All these books like. They were impactful in, in changing my life and yeah. improving my life. Yeah. So I wanted to offer something like that to, you know, to our generation, to the generations after, you know, something that will that can live beyond me. And it's and it's something that people can sit down and either read or listen to and can apply to their lives. So that's why I just, you know, took on being an author. That's dope, man. Is the that- title, uh, Let Love Have the Last Word. Talk yeah. to us about that title. That's an amazing title. Yeah, man, that, that title was... Uh, you know, I was th- I was looking at all that was going on in the world. Like so many people were talking about the divisiveness and like, you know, the the president and just it was just things felt a little bit heavy. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, man, throughout all this, what is the prevailing theme? What what will make us rise above all this negativity? What will make me look at the person who really don't believe what I believe? Mm but still be able to respect them. And that's that's love, right? Yeah. So, and I was talking about it from a perspective of not the floaty, fluffy love, but like, you know, a radical love. Like I look at what the Black Panthers was doing and what Dolores Huerta and, and you know, what Angela Davis and all the, you know, people, that's love too. Like yeah. activism is love, right. you know? Um, so I really wanted to approach these times from a place of just like lifting each other up instead right. of being like, man, I'm gonna be on this bogus, or because you don't think the way I think, then you know I gotta attack you. We can't you. be friends. Yeah, yeah. We can't. We can't have a friendship or something. Yeah, yeah nah. Love um, that, man. Speaking, yeah. speaking on the president, you mentioned the president. Do you do you wake up still and and just trip out that Donald Trump is the president <laughs> of the United States of America? Uh, you know what? I don't even. I kind of don't even take it in as much because for me, it's like, man. The reason I even talked about this this book or wanted to bring this book out is like, what am I gonna do in this day and age? Am I gonna sit and just pout about Donald Trump and like keep digesting that that rhetoric and and political propaganda, or am I gonna do something f- for you and your family and yeah. for the for people who I don't know and like and lift up my community and go out and do work for my family and just you know that to me that's the way I combat a lot of the 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 negative things we see or what Donald Trump is doing is by going out and doing for the people. Yeah. 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 Um 
and and I don't want to you know sit on this for too long, but yeah. um, when you see someone who who I'm not sure what your relationship with Kanye West is like now. I'm sure you guys are still friends. Yeah. But when you see someone like Kanye West stand by this this man, like, is, do you kind of just sit back and like, yo, to each their own, or or is that something where you reach out to him like, yo, like? Well, you know, uh, I I never even reached out to him about it. To be honest, uh, I by the time I did get to see him, it was like I just wanted to conversate with him and check and see how yeah. Kanye was doing. You know, as a um, as a person, because that's been my brother f- for a while. So mm-hmm. it's like. I want to know how you're doing as a person, regardless of what your political beliefs are and what's going on. I just want to make sure you good and healthy and feeling all right. Just, um, but I'm I'm man enough. I'm I'm strong enough to know that I don't agree with those with, with his thoughts are, and I can say that right with love as I'm talking about and be like, yo, bro, that's not what I'm on, and and like let me tell you the reasons why, and we just can. You know, we can move on from there. Like, I don't, we got a strong enough friendship where we can disagree and keep it moving. I yeah. think that's what you know. But, but I definitely, you know, just felt like, man, I didn't. I felt like Kanye didn't even have a true, full understanding of what everything was going on. And, yeah. And it, because I, I, I feel like I know him as a person enough to know that he don't want. Families just trying to get in the country to be separated and like right. like he's not he's not on that mm-hmm. like um and you know I've honestly been to a to a prison with Kanye and Kim mm-hmm. and and I saw how he cared for for people so it's like and I I know I known him for a while just he always looked out for dudes putting cats on albums giving cats chance right. to do so I just know. That, that ain't where his heart is and what and so what Donald Trump is doing politically and socially for people, that ain't where Kanye's heart is. So I just felt like he didn't have a full scope of it, but that still wasn't no pass because, yeah. you know, you're still obviously speaking that out, so some people will follow. Of course. Yeah, but, you know, that's my bro. If we ever had to talk about it, I would tell him that, but I think we moving on. He on, you know. Yeah, he on his Sunday service. He's got the church going. He's doing some great things. Yeah, he's doing some great things. And you can tell that he's applying the energy. It seems to be in the right spots now. And uh, it's dope that y'all have a healthy relationship like that. And I could tell even by watching his Letterman interview, it's almost like it's just the conversation that he's passionate about holding the conversation. He. It didn't seem like he would hold a grudge if you had your own opinion. I had my own opinion. He wouldn't. It's just kind of about having yeah. the conversation, yeah, the and, conversation. And sharing opinions because even through that i just learned some about you right yeah. now you know what i mean in yeah. the middle of this conversation yeah. so there is beauty in that word love like you said and everything but, but that's you know i mean that's the that is the important thing you just brought up because ultimately like with us disagreeing if we disagreed about something i'm gonna learn something right you know what i'm saying yeah. and and i'm gonna understand something in a different way right so you know I'm I'm all for that. Yeah. It's, it's like I just think that you know the, when you get to the level of just because I don't agree with you, I'm gonna come shoot up the spot right. and all that's, that. That's 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 just like ignorance. That's you know that's hatred at another level. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Um. So so again, the book "Let Love Have the Last Word." Um. How long w- was that burning inside of you, man, to to want to write a book, or is that something that kind of just came about? Well, see, I I had a memoir come out like 2011, mm-hmm. so I kind of just told my story like in that book. Yeah. But 
man, like, I was slated to write a book and a, another book, like this book, mm. but it, for about two, two and a half years ago, I, I knew I wanted to talk about love, but I didn't want to talk about just love and romantic relationships. So I really had to dig deep and see what aspects of love I wanted to talk about. Mm. And that became me talking about love for God, love for self, mm. love for, like, like I said, others, people you don't even know, never been in the proximity of, like how to love in situations. I talk about fatherhood and, and my daughter confronting me saying that she didn't think I was a good father mm. and having and me being naturally defensive about that and certain and, and mad and hurt. But then eventually saying, man, I got to listen to her because this yeah. is her perspective. And and that was an application of love. Really, I'm just talking about practicing this thing, like purpose, like having a purpose of, of like, man, how can I, in this situation when I'm pissed off at somebody, not let my emotions overtake me and really be present and, and, and act in love? So it was, once I started getting that, like, baseline and that thought about that's the direction I want to write about, things just started to progress. And then, you know, due to me dealing with therapy and different aspects of mindfulness and all those things, I was able to go deeper than I right. usually would. And I go, you know, I, I, I consider myself an open person. Like in my music, in the music I talk about definitely. a lot of things. But, you know, when you start peeling off layers about yourself and finding out new things, you know, you 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 really look and say, okay, am I gonna talk about this too? Right. And and I felt like within the book, I wanted to actually the music. You know, I mm-hmm. I've created an album inspired by the book, and um, the music was giving me even another place to talk about more stuff. So, um, and when your daughter approaches you with something like that, d- does your, I guess like, you know, we all have a stubbornness about ourselves. Like, d- does that make you be like, nah, sh- she don't know what she's talking about, or or do you kind of Sit back and be like, damn, like I actually do see where she's coming from. I do see yeah. where I could have done things different or You know, it's it's like I felt I felt both those things. Like mm-hmm. it was it was like when she said certain things she was saying to me, I, I understood that, that was it was truth in it. Mm-hmm. And then some things I didn't agree with, but that I understood that was her truth because that's what she saw it, that's what she felt. Yeah. And what I was learning in that process was like Man, real, real love listens, man. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, even if, even if I don't agree with you, I still hear you out, right? And let let you finish your thought and say, okay, I respect that you feel that way, but, you know. But this Here's is this is how I feel, yeah. and 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 within that, you get a lot of growth. Ah, me me and Amoye, my daughter, we, man, that that type that talk we had, man, that that catapulted our relationship to a stronger level. You know, it's just it's like. Man, because, you know, once you start putting stuff out on the table and then you could like really live in your truth, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, she's been able to be even more truthful with me by just saying, look, dad, I ain't think you was doing. You could have did this for me. You could have did that. And like some things I was really thinking like, yo, boy, you really think I wouldn't <laughs> like pay for your SAT? Yeah. Like you really <laughs> think that? Like, ah, come on now. But then, like I said, you got to at a certain point be like, okay, hear get, hear, hear, I'm going to hear you out. So it's lessons learned, and, you know, you got you got a young one coming. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, what's your, uh, what's your, you know, fatherhood advice to, to uh, especially yeah, This, this, this having, is my, my, my sour, first girl, sour, man. You know, I, I, got, I, got, I got the two boys. Right. But everybody tells me 
boys and girls are completely different. What what's what's I mean, something I need to know about raising a young queen. Man. A young queen, I, I think um, the biggest thing I've felt and, and expressed to her is is like, if you give your daughter the love that, that you know she deserves, which you will, then you're going to really show her her value. Mm. Um, and she won't be like chasing men and, and trying to find value in other men because she going to already know that her foundation is set. She yeah. got somebody there that just cares for her. So I had to break it down, you know, make sure that Amoye knew, like, yo, you are valued. Like, and another lesson, I man, I, I sat down and had that real talk, like, let her know, yo, this is what dudes, this is what we be wanting, man. Like, this is what we <laughs> oh, going out there. At some point, you gotta I had that talk, put yeah. that out there. Yeah, because... This talk happened right when Snapchat first started coming out. And and her mother was like, yo, it's this little dude on Snapchat in his his drawers, in his underwear. (laughs) Like, okay, it's time for me to have that talk. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I had to break it down to her like, yo, this is what we want. This is what I wanted for for like the majority of my life. (laughs) You know, like this is what we, this is what dudes do. But, you know, I think one of the lessons I gave her was, like man, any choice you make, let it be your choice. Like don't let, don't do it because some guy tried to influence you to do it, or because your friends over on the other bed doing it. Because mm. you know, yep. I can remember them days of having a little room <laughs> yeah. and having sleepovers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and you know. like, and and you know, because somebody else doing it, you get caught up in doing it too. But I just told her to make her own choices and to value herself. It's great That's advice, man. Yeah. It's great Can't advice. Can't beat that advice, man. Yeah. Is it? Is it? What what do you think about more the honesty in your music or the honesty in a book? Is it more? Is it almost more scary writing it out? Um, man, that's 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 a great question. I think that you know, music has always been a place for me to be super honest and f- like I always talk about hip hop gave me a chance to talk about things that I didn't talk about in my real life. Like you right. know, like I could just express so many things that you know that I don't talk about, but I say it in rap. Right. You know, so music has been this, probably one of the safest places for me to express myself and, and art eventually, just as I became an actor and do those, but music for right. sure. Writing something in a book is a little more like, okay, these sentences are gonna be there. People can stop and, and, right. and they gonna digest right. that. But I think because I, throughout my life been through music and expressing myself in that way. Yeah. Like I was writing songs about abortion when I was like, you know, early, early on. Early, yeah. And yeah. and I was writing about love when my homies was frowning their faces like, why are you doing a song about love? Come on, man. <laughs> but go on go on some hard stuff. And I'm like, well this is what I'm feeling right now. Right, you know? Right. So I don't think I've been afraid to express the most vulnerable parts of me. But as I discover more parts some of those places become even deeper. Like, because, right. you know, some of the things I talked about in, in the book is stuff you're not going to hear. You you don't usually hear a black man discussing, Speak speaking, right. whether it's therapy or molestation. Right. Um, those are things that kind of taboo in, our, in, in black and brown communities a lot, you know, and especially on the man's side. Mm. Right. Yeah. I uh, commend you for your honesty man yeah. in the book and yeah. opening up so much and peeling back some of those layers yeah. uh you know when i heard the childhood stories and the molestation stuff that you spoke on i was blown away i was yeah. blown away and uh i feel like that 
empowers and inspires a lot of your listeners, a lot of your fans, a lot of people reading the book who are going through other traumatic things in their life. Like, damn, while I was listening and going to his concerts and listening to his mm-hmm. CDs, those were things that were going through your mind. Yeah. Um, so, you know, credit to you on that, all respect. Yeah. And how did you cope with some of that stuff, you know, and, and launching your career and just becoming a man? Well, you know, it was was deep about this, the discussion of molestation and that happened in my life. Honestly, since I was a kid and when that happened, I, I actually just threw that memory away. I tucked it, didn't even, like, it, it didn't exist to me. Right. Right? And that was just the way I had to deal with it. I didn't... I didn't even know, like, I was doing a movie about sexual abuse. It was a movie called The Tale with Laura Dern, this actress Laura Dern, um, the great Laura Dern, yeah. actually. Um, and we were in a scene together, and, and I was, and then we were going through the rehearsal of it, and uh, she was, I was like, yo, wait, this happened to me. And it kind of just came to my mind, and it started like, that was the first time I even remembered that this situation That's happened. Wow. Yeah, and um, in that process, I just started to deal with it. You know, and process things, and uh, you know, just really work towards my own healing, forgiveness, um, and and like still be in the process. And I decided to write about it. I first wrote about it in a song, like it's a song from the project, um, from the album. Um, it's called Memories of Home, and BJ the Chicago Kid is singing on it. But it's me talking about these memories. But I decided to write about it in a song, and then I was like, okay, I got to put this in the book too because. People do sit. Some people just sit down and read, and they and they will get these like lessons and, and relate to this story. Whether it's, this is their specific struggle or they have something else that they've been right. through, and feel okay to to open up about it Man. because the opening up of certain things is what leads to like the healing of not only yourself but others. Yeah. And that's and what, what what I'm talking about with child sexual abuse and those and molestation. Those are things that's like people have, and through generations, have hid. Like my mother and, and and some of her friends have probably experienced some of the same things, but never talked never about. Never spoke about. Never it. spoke about never it. Spoke. And then you know some families know it happened in their family and they keep it hushed. Mm-hmm. And to me, what I've observed is that that's how it the, the cycle keeps going. Yeah. And you know we talked about it off air. I've been you know going to a lot of a lot of prisons and visiting people yeah. who've incarcerated and so many people whose background they like man they come from abuse like mm-hmm. sexual abuse right. and all like who ended up being violent offenders so i'm saying it's a cycle that we don't and, and you know i'm like i'm a person that's like man i want to be for the people and do community work but that means on every level that means like working to to help people economically, that means work helping people emotionally. You know what I'm yes, saying, spiritually. Yes. So, so if I'm like, man, I'm from my hood. This is an issue that goes on in our hood that that we can stop. Yeah, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Man, man that's crazy. Um, yeah. Now, when 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 you first decide to talk to somebody about this, is this something that you know? You, you speak to a therapist about or, or is there yeah. someone in your circle that you confide in whether you know who, whoever it be I, I was actually yeah actually it was somebody in my circle that I, that I talked talked about because I was rapping the song t- to her and she was like man you know that, that really happened and I was like yeah um then she was like man you know 
I think you should put it in the book because I was telling her, I don't know if I'm going to put it in the book. I'm just going to leave it in the song, mm. you know, because that felt like the safe place for yeah, me to do yeah. it. <laughs> but um, but I still re- realized eventually after I played the song for some some of the, you know, for some of the guys who produced the song, Kareem and some more, and Bernice, they were like, man, you saying this in a rap song? That's, you know, they they were like, man, that's courageous of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, I, I think I got to the point where I felt okay with talking about it um, just because I felt like this is, I'm doing this and saying this so that it can help other people. It ain't it ain't about like, man, let me just talk, let me just talk about this just to talk about it. It's like, man, this, this, me going to this place is going to help somebody get through this struggle. 100%. So that's, that's you know, essentially what made me do it. That's dope, man. Dope. Now, now yeah. the, the, you said the song is on, on the on the new album. Uh, what else can you tell us about the new project? Oh, man, the new project is, oh, man, it's super dope, man. It's, <laughs> it's called Let Love. And uh, I think, you know, the music is really, is well-rounded. I go to, I, I go to, like, some places that are personal, but it's not heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like more like inspiring, soulful music okay. that um that got the boom bap. Yeah. Still, like I still just love boom bap with drums knock and and. Uh-huh. But you know, we we explore things musically, and it's produced by Kareem Riggins, um, Samora Pender Hughes, and and Bernice Travis, and and also um uh, a track called Her Love by the late great. Jay Dilla, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, man, I'm I'm super excited about the album. I feel like the sound is is it's in between a a B like water for chocolatey like, and I, and I don't want to. I I try not to be like, well, my album sounds like this album because yeah. it's it's his own new sound. Of course. But the warmth of the music and the soul of the music gives me that. You know, I feel like I was able to go to. A, to those places where I could just be an artist and, and and the love of music just comes through what I'm doing and I'm not thinking about anything but just the raw feeling of creating great music. Man, that's dope. Yeah. What can you tell us about the, the Dilla record, man? Um, obviously, you were you were super tight with him. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of records with him. Dilla, man. Man, that's one of my like greatest friends in, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to know him well just through, through us creating music but then you know we became roommates and and you know we I was around him until he transitioned that was my roommate so um then Dilla was making beats at our house he was making beats in the hospital bed he left some beats behind in in his MPC Mm -hmm. um his drum machine and I hadn't heard these beats to be honest um but as I was working on the album I was talking to Kareem and I was like, man, I'm kind of thinking, you know, somebody close to me was like, you should use a Dilla beat. It's a Dilla beat. And I'm like, I don't know if I should do that or not. But I just started feeling like I, I want to. And I felt yeah. like it would be an honor to to have a Dilla beat on there. Yeah. Um, especially when Kareem was like, I got these Dilla beats and some of the beats he had made for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, man, I heard this one. And I was like, man, I'd already thought about doing a song, kind of discussing where hip hop is for me and my love for the culture now. Yeah. And um, and I was like, man, who, what producer better than Dilla? Is nobody better than Dilla that I want to do that? Yeah. I first was able to do it with No ID, who I first started in hip hop with, 
and Dilla was, you know, one of the most pivotal p producers in my life and in the music. So to be able to do a song about hip hop, you know, over a Dilla beat was just like, this is what I got to do. I was, that was a song. I mean, I, I write my songs just free, like just, you know, just kind of just riding around freestyling and, and, <laughs> and saying it in my head. But I, I made sure that I treated this this song with a lot of care, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but still with the spirit of just, though, just staying free with it. And, this, and the song is featuring Daniel Caesar. And um, also a special guest, Dwelle, is on it um, doing some stuff. Like, wow. so... It's it's a it's a dope song, man. It's a, it's about hip hop. You What's you up? you mentioned uh you know, the 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 one with uh, with no ID, which I'm guessing is I used to love her. Yeah. Um, which is is that like is fifteen is that fifteen years ago now? No, actually twenty twenty five. Twenty five. You could tell I was terrible. At no, no, look, <laughs> dude, I, be I, I knew that was a five though. I knew yeah. it ended with yeah. a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either fifteen yeah. or twenty five. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, talk to us about your longevity, man. Like. What what do you think has been the secret for, or I don't know if you want to share the secret, you know? Uh, I mean, no. I don't if you want to give away the sauce, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, 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 you know, to stay relevant for so long, man. And that wasn't even the start of your career. You know, that no. was, I think that was the second album. That right? was the second album, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think first and foremost, I just believe, man, I, my love for, for music and, and hip hop culture and writing has always driven me to want to be better and and grow yeah. and that hunger to to learn about music and learn about life it allows me as a as a man and a person to to get better mm -hmm. like to grow and then yeah. i think i don't stay in one place like if 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 you listen to can i borrow a dollar which is my first album it doesn't sound like resurrection and resurrection doesn't sound like one day it all makes sense yeah. they all may have a thread of of the spirit of who i am as an artist but musically i take chances that's why i went out there on electric circus yeah. but I, I believe as an artist those type of albums like actually allow you to to have a longer career because you like at a certain point, you like, man, I'm going wherever the fuck I want to go. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, this, this yeah, is, yeah. Like, I, this is where I'm going on music. <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing. So I think, you know, part of that has been just me being open to evolving as a human being and being honest with where I am at the moment mm. and not being like, okay, I got to fit into what's going on, whether whether it's in the popular, or whether it's on radio, whether it's, like, on the streets is feeling this. Yeah. I'm you know, being true to yourself is really one of the the key. key. It's a, a key. key, but you you know, I guess that goes with knowing yourself too. You gotta know who you are to be true to it. But you know, shoot, I'm a, I'm a believer in God. I'm thank I thank God. This you know, to me the the glory is to the Most High that I'm here as an artist. And I think exploring other aspects, you know, from acting to to man, I do speaking engagements. I'm writing books and. Those things eventually, when I come back to music, I got more tools yeah. to work with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so um, not, not 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 to cut you off, yeah, no, no, not 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 to put you on the spot or nothing. Uh, but as we're talking about your albums, I see yeah. you eyeing the yeah. catalog here. Uh, our cameraman George was nice enough to bring in the whole catalog here, man. The whole George. catalog. Uh, I believe the Common Sense album is even the Common Sense one, right before it switched <laughs> yeah. over to Common. Yeah. Uh, there's this really dope picture on the internet where Jay Z like kind of put his CDs in order. Really? Could you do that with yeah. your catalog? Oh yeah, yeah. Like 
you know, on 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 a scale of your, your favorite, on all my favorites, or? yeah, on top. okay, like you kind of rate the joints that you know from the okay. from a hip hop favorite on the top. All right, let me let me get to the. All right, let me Ooh, see. That's tough. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ooh man. Uh... <laughs> Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of history here. Yeah. There's uh, some classics here. Uh, uh, ooh, man. <laughs> it's like uh, the it's uh, like a Rubik's Cube. It's like putting the puzzle together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me see. All right. Let me. No, I think Resurrection might have to go before that. Um, let me see. Oof. Yeah, strange enough, I'm putting this before. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. Yes. <laughs> um, man. One day it'll all make sense. Yeah, man. That was. That's see that. No, go ahead. Ah, uh, uh, I kind of like that. Uh, I don't know. It's really not so. <laughs> it's a toss up. Yeah. Um. Uh, wow. All right, so 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 read them off to us wow. here. Read them okay. off from, from from your favorite to 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 least favorite. My favorite is like water for chocolate. Um, my second favorite is B. Okay, uh, B. My third favorite is Resurrection. My fourth favorite is Finding Forever. Mm. My fifth favorite. Let me get back to this. Is is is. Is one day it'll all make sense. Damn. And my sixth favorite is is um, Electric Circus. My seventh favorite is Black America again. My eighth favorite is Universal Mind Control. Um, my ninth favorite, actually, honestly, would be Can I Borrow a Dollar just because I was on some free. My 10th favorite would be, because I was just on some free-ass, like, 19, 18-year-olds. I'm on the f- cover with drinking beer, like, freedom. So I like the freedom in that. Um, man, Dream of the Believer was my 10th. August Green, because that wasn't really my solo, is, is my 11th. Okay. And then Nobody Smiling is my 12th. Wow. Yeah, so. Some, some, some things it, in there. Yeah. What, some, what, uh, what, what makes this number one? Like I think, man, um, I think it was like an album that, like, musically, I, I kind of created a freedom that I wanted to to do that I had never done before. I felt like it didn't sound like any other hip hop albums nah. before. Um, Jay Dilla was just who is one of my favorite producers. To have him produce it and have a mere executive produce it, it was like these great minds coming together i gave a wide range of of who i am on that on that like from stories talking about like my grandmother getting robbed at the boat which is a story i made up to you know <laughs> storytelling to, to yeah yeah storytelling. to the questions and a song for asada and um even my father's rap on there like his yeah. poetry on there was like getting better and i had a primo beat the long and <laughs> we were just vibing and, and then the song The Light was a life changer for right. me to a certain degree because that was the first time that people that didn't, like I was always an underground artist and that was the first time mainstream people even 
picked heard, up. Yeah, yeah. Heard, yeah. yeah. I, I noticed the difference because actually I remember like being able to do like jams, you know, like Power One One Hundred Six yeah, Jams, yeah, you know, like yeah. like it's like and be able to. I saw people who were like little kids that was like singing the song, and I was like, dang, it's the first time my song ever got to that level and I still could perform that song and people still, sing still. it. So, mandatory. So that might have, that's what, that's what I, um, even though B was being those, being like Water for Chocolates, they, you know, I go back and forth like, this gotta be one of the greatest starts to an album oh my God. in the history of that intro, hip hop albums. Man. That intro is that crazy. Is a, so um, many greats. Man, that was my man Derek Hodge. He's a bass player who did that Ooh. like, He's just a writer, bass. Ooh, that man is. Man. He was singing. Um, that that yeah. that was just coming out like yeah. crazy. Yeah, as soon brother. as I, you know, we popped the CD in and hit play on that. Yeah, amazing. Um, well, I love intros to albums. Yeah, man, it's important, great. right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's definitely important. What, yeah. what do you remember? Or like, how much do you remember about this this time? Because I feel like, uh, like Water for Chocolate is when when people started saying like yo common's kind of getting weird you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, like yeah, he's, yeah. he's dressing a little <laughs> yeah, different yeah, like yeah. did did that kind of but then with with electric circus i feel like you took it to another oh, level no, like, I, I like definitely... oh, i'm really gonna turn up y'all think <laughs> yeah. i'm weird. Like, watch this yeah exactly you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like was that was that kind of you like revolting uh a little bit or, or or i think that i think like water for chocolate was truly like uh this was me moving from chicago and kind of feeling like any, it was no more boxes that I had to f- fit into. And I was kind of in, in a discovery mode, like yeah. just like listening to different types of music, like Fela Kuti, who, mm. you know, Afrobeat music yeah. and, and yeah. listening to Slum Village. And, and it was just like, man, I remember, you know, excuse me, I remember it being like, I stopped, I kind of stopped eating <laughs> food, certain foods and I was focusing <laughs> like this, it was a different, I was getting introduced and being surrounded by all these artists too, like I was in New York around fashion designers and and visual artists and and musicians. I could go hear music at any point of great musicians. Yeah. And then I was in the studio, like with Dilla all the time, and in the studio with Quest and D'Angelo was in this room and Erica Badu was in this room. And then to be like, it just was. I was around a, a, just some of the greatest musicians of a generation uh, a and ever. So that that's what I can remember a lot of, I was, and even going to get this cover, I went to a museum, this cover is a, the cover of Like Water for Chocolate is a Gordon Parks photo who was this incredible photographer, director, like from way generations before. I went to a museum exhibit and I saw this photo and I saw a black woman drinking from a colored water fountain. And I was like, that's like water for chocolate. And, and, wow. and my, and my point is, I was just being influenced by all type of art, so that's why I, I think that album for me, it, it gave it gave me a new birth into into artistry, and yeah. uh, and I kind of put my wings on on that album. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, B B was well, Electric Circus was, and that's why I think Electric Circus. My friend told me when I made that album, he was like, "Man, you need to bring this album out ten years from now. Like it's mm-hmm. it's." Ahead of its time, yeah, you know, sure. like what are you doing? Like, you know, why are you doing this? But it was a little bit of revolt too, like mm-hmm. of like I'm not going to do the same thing. But it also was an interest in going out there where they said hip hop couldn't go. Mm-hmm. It was an interest in me being like, 
you know what, I do like Pink Floyd. Yeah. And I do like Jimi Hendrix. And I do like, you know, Radiohead. So why can't I do that, you know? Yeah. And that's so, you know, and that was what Electric Circus. But B was that, was like, I'm back to the roots of of who I am. I've been like full circle, starting a new cycle. But now this new cycle is I'm starting it with Kanye. So this is a producer that knows how to give me that essence of what I am, but also knows how to make records that sound like great Massive, records, bro. big Massive. records. I remember hooking my tape deck up to the TV and recording the Chappelle Show performance oh, man. when y'all did the food. And Damn. I had like an exclusive because nobody had it. Right? <laughs> right. like, that, that was the first LA leak right yes, there. Sir. Yes, yes, sir. I was giving it to all the homies like, yo, y'all want to copy it? Bro, but like, tell us about about that time, man, working on on B with, with Kanye West. Like, what were those studio sessions like? Man, those studio sessions was, man, it, it was like, first of all, that song, The Food, which which we performed on Dave Chappelle, the first beat I got from Kanye, he actually was at the studio at somebody else's session. He was mm-hmm. cooking up for somebody else. Because Kanye had for a long time been like, Ross, take this beat, try this beat, though. And, um, but I, I just, it was nothing that was clicking. But he was making this beat and he told me to come by the studio. When I walked in the studio, it was the, the food beat. And I was like, he was like, man. I was like, whose beat is that? And he was like, man, I'm just making it in here, you know. But they coming soon, so take this beat and go. And I was like, <laughs> wait, do you want to tell us who it was? <laughs> I mean, it was um, it was Eve. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. crazy, That's crazy. Yeah, okay. he was. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Damn. so, so you know, that beat obviously fit my oh, style like oh, more. Yeah. So I felt like he was almost making that beat for me. Yeah. And you know, he just was getting that off, and then was gonna make beats for her. Uh-huh. So. When I got that beat, that was the beginning of us just, because when, when I put my rap, when I rhymed, he was like, man, you got a dope voice. Like, he, like, he had been already, he, you know, he knew my raps from, from, but he was like, I guess it was kind of him just reimagining it as a producer. He was like, man, we could do a lot. And I was like, man, I'll be on good music and let's just do this project. So the studio sessions was like, it literally was like me going to buy records, and putting records, I would sit certain CDs, like literally going to Amoeba sometimes <laughs> or whatever record store I would go to and put CDs in front of Kanye. I would listen to the CDs, mark the ones that I thought had good music on them, put them in front of Kanye, let, let Kanye listen to them. He would sit there and put the dots on the songs he liked. He'd get build his stack, then start putting all those samples in the, in the drum machine and... um into his ASR-10 and just start chopping samples up. And, man, we would, we would chop. I remember he made the corners. He came to the studio. He had been partying or something all night or something. He was hmm. like, man, Rosh, I got to get a little sleep. Can I sleep for about a couple hours? So I'm like, cool, man. It was cool. Just So he slept for like two hours. And as soon as he woke up, the corners was the first drums. He started working all day. He chopped up that sample. And I was like, yes, man, that sleep was worth it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That power off. now. Yeah, that, that power, power now. now. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was all, man. And the thing about that, with once I wrote the rap with that song, he was he started envisioning the video like, yo, we're going to be in Chicago and it's going to be cold and blah, blah, blah. 
and literally, literally we went to Chicago to film the video. It was one of the coldest days <laughs> in Chicago. I was sick filming the video, but it was just so invigorating just doing the work we was doing. It was for me it was a joy to have a collaborator who knew how to do hooks. Like he point blank knew how to do hooks better yeah. than me. So it was like, "Oh, okay. I'm, I was learning a lot too from Ye and just he knew like the Chicago me. He knew all the stuff, so it was like, man, this is a great combination, great collaboration, yeah, yeah, great chemistry between yeah, y'all too. That's yeah. crazy, and, and and I mean, so I want to talk about where you think the transition happened in the Chicago hip hop scene, man, because um, you know I feel like early on, you know, it was cats like you, Kanye, you know, it, it was it was like more on some fly. There was still the ruggedness, yeah, you know, even with records like I don't know, the first record to come to mind is Hungry. Right. Off, off of yeah. uh, one day at all, yeah, you know, yeah. like they're still like raw there, um, but I feel like I, I don't know where it transitioned into, you know, the 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 young kids who who are you know making drill music and stuff. Where, where yeah. do you what do you think caused that transition, and where do you think like is there is there a time where you remember it happening? Like damn, like these kids are, are yeah killing they're doing it now. yeah you know nah I mean um that transition I think it happened because like first of all the music was evolving hip hop was evolving you know a lot of some of the the trap sound was 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 starting to be prevalent um and you know the the new artists and new producers was mm. figuring out a new sound how not to do just the same thing that yeah. had been done um and the youngins on the streets was just raw like they yeah. just was like had a they just got a raw like mentality mm -hmm. and that was coming out in the music too so, because initially it was, you know, Twister was from the hood, to be yeah, honest, yeah, West yeah. Side, but he still was like kind of on some hip hop. Yeah. Um, Do or Die, they was definitely giving you some hood. But, and, yet, and then you got me, Ye, Lupe. But then the next wave was was Chief Keef and, yeah. and, and, and Lil, Lil Dirk yeah. and G Herbo, where yeah. he was Lil Herb then, and um, Bibby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I think they was just giving that raw feeling of, of their generation. And yeah. that's honestly, like, in her love, when I'm talking about, like, giving it up for a lot of the new artists, uh -huh. I'm paying respect to them because I feel like they just expressing what they of feel, course. man. And I respect that. Like, it's a, you know, it's a new time, a new era, and they see things in the way that they feel it. Right. And, um, and I think that's what the music has always been for us. So... I think those Chicago artists was like, yo, this is how we hearing hip hop right, right now. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, you uh, you gonna do some touring? With oh the yeah, new project? yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. My tour starts on um, July 11th. Okay, Let Love tour. I'm all across the whole country. I'm going to freaking Idaho. I ain't been to Idaho okay. to perform. Some new spots. <laughs> new, spot. new spots yeah, yeah, on new the map. Spot, new yeah. spots on the map. But we go. Uh, but I'll be in LA. You know. Um, we pulling up. Yeah, come on, man. You we gotta pull up. up. You gotta pull up. We, we um, I'm at the Ace Hotel. Like um on July twenty July twenty fourth yeah you uh break dancing on stage still we still trying now yeah, like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't it know look like that would hurt man. I, I, I still could do it though I know you I, can yeah but it's like you'll feel it a little more after tomorrow after. <laughs> yeah I'm still it's in my heart though that's right that's yeah, right man let's uh let's put sixty seconds on the clock and learn as much as we can okay. about okay. Common right. in 60 seconds. Uh, this is a, a piece we call Just In Time. Yeah. We're going to throw some questions at you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll let them get like a pass or two. Um, but anything over that, you got to uh, 
donate a hundred dollars to your favorite charity. Okay. We just made that up on the <laughs> yeah, spot. So do it. You if know, you say okay, yeah, we'll yeah. roll with it. You said your favorite charity is LA Leakers. The shoe, the, 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 the shoe, the shoe yeah, Foundation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right, All right. Let us know when we're ready. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Common, what's your favorite food? Pizza. Who's winning the NBA Finals, Warriors or Raptors? Warriors. What's your favorite Common album? Like Water for Chocolate. Best hip hop album of all time? Illmatic. Would you rather Trump get impeached or you become a billionaire? Trump impeached. <laughs> your most prized possession? Um, wait, I want to rewind. I want to be a billionaire too. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, my most prized possession is that Oscar. Okay. Okay. Most underrated artist ever, in your opinion? Um, um, large professor. Would you rather forget your phone or your wallet at the crib? Um, my wallet. <laughs> okay. Favorite place to listen to music? In my car, man. How do you want to be remembered? As um, somebody who is fun, loving, child of God, inspiring, and one of the greatest. Best advice you ever got? Um, my 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 father would always just tell me to, to go kick ass. So that was just you know that was his way of saying be your best. That's right. Yeah. Finish this sentence. I hate it when. I hate it when uh, people don't people who have a job don't know what they're doing. Meaning, you can get in an Uber and an Uber driver don't know where he's going or. You go to the grocery store and you ask where this is in the aisle and they don't know that. <laughs> or, you know. Right. You know, like, people you work that, here? Yeah, or, you work here. Do you work here? Can I speak to someone who works here? Yeah, well, exactly. I, I had to let him finish that last one because that that's actually makes a lot of sense. I you that felt too. that, right? Yeah. Actually, you yeah. felt that. I never thought, I never knew I hated that until you just said it. I actually fucking hate that. Right. Too, you know? Yeah, I'll be asking people like, yo, can you help me find the, I don't know where that is. Like, <laughs> Like, yo. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> Hold on. I got a question real quick. Is Common underrated? Um, Yeah. Okay. That's all. I, mean, I, I, don't even, I don't even know if I need you to elaborate on it. I just, I mean, you can, right. but, I mean, Jay-Z wants to rhyme like Common Sense. Thanks. So it's like. I mean, come on, man. Well, I mean, you know what? No, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not gonna say that. No, no, I'm you not, can I'm say not, it. I'm not underrated. But you know why I say that? Because I feel like the the rhymes and the style of music I do is not always like that's not. I'm a, I'm like a jazz musician when it mm -hmm. comes to hip hop. You know, like I approach things from an artistic place. <laughs> yeah. So that I gotta know that that ain't always what the popular the pop, diet. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not underrated. I choose to make. That type of if I choose to make like water for chocolate, I gotta know that yeah, that yeah, you know that right. that ain't you know right yeah. yeah you do what feels right yeah. Did you ever have a conversation with Jay when that lyric hit? Uh, no, nah, I just I just was telling him maybe I did tell him that I that I liked that he said that I was happy because you know when Jay mentioned you, especially I mean even though it was like it had its double meaning yeah. like look. He was like, look, I want to rhyme like this dude, but I'm making money, fool. Yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, like, uh, so, I mean, so it kind of, I kind of rocked with it in a way that it was like, yo, I understood that he was like, yo, this, I respect what this dude doing, but this is what I'm on. And, um, you know, I, I did tell him, shoot, I was happy he said it because it was, at that point, it was dudes that, like, just looked at me and was like, oh, Common, just a hip-hop backpack dude. 
But because Jay even mentioned me, right. it's like they like, oh, we might need to respect Common. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, man. Yeah, so That's it was. Bro, I mean, we we could sit here all day, yeah. all night. Seriously, yeah. uh, seriously. We appreciate you coming by. The new book is out now. The album is coming. Yes. yes. Um, let love. Yeah. Let, let love. love have the last word is out right now, and the audio book. Yeah, the audio. If you book don't like, is if you're lazy like me, <laughs> you don't. Too. Yeah, if you don't want to sit and read. You could get the audio book. Did, did you you read it? You read I, yeah, it? I did the audio book and and we scored it too. So it's okay. it's got music to it. Okay. But I did that audio book, man. I spent freaking. 40 hours <laughs> in that damn booth. So Put you please, to work listen, in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Listen yeah please go. Listen, if you're going to buy the book, buy the audio book too. Do that. Because he do spent it. a yeah. lot of time. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Just do it. Just do it, y'all. You're and the it. album is Let Love? The album is called Let Love because it's inspired by the book. And the first single is Her Love. But um, it's, um, you know, featuring Daniel Season, additional lyrics with, with Dwelle. So I'm okay. geeked about that. Man, we appreciate you coming by, man. It's yeah, been, thank it's been, you. It's been a man, few years, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank thank you, man. man. Great Much to see respect. you guys, Always, man. man. Always. Yeah. Common, yeah. the L.A. Leakers, J. Creddy, Sour Milk, yeah. Power 106. Thank hey, you, yes man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.